because I could not stop for pudding. With apologies to Emily Dickinson, as it were. (laughs) Because I could not stop for pudding, he kindly stopped for me. The carriage held but just ourselves. And Blancmange, of course, for thee. We slowly drove, putting new no haste, and I had put away my labor and my flan, too, <laughs> for his civility. Yes. We passed the school where children ate pudding at recess in the ring. We passed the fields of spotted dick, of course. <laughs> We passed the setting sun. Or rather, the pudding passed us. Ooh. The dews drew quivering and chill for only gossamer. My pudding mat, my tipper, only tools. We paused before a house that seemed full of nilla wafers and custard. And banana pudding, of course. The roof was scarcely visible, the cornice and the ground. Yes, it was quite a journey of pudding. Since then, tis centuries and yet feels shorter than the day. I first surmised that chocolate puddings were toward eternity. <laughs> yes, very good, very good. Come on in, friends, won't you? Into the halls of pudding. Past the anteroom. Down the stairs. And here. Into the halls of pudding. And sit down. With the pudding of your choice. For I am Gerald Blancmange. And this is Pudding As I properly pondered pudding this week, it came to my attention that each region of the world might have its own pudding, and that each region's pudding might have its own story. For I went to my books of lore, and I was curious about this southern dish called banana pudding. And I said, well... This can't just be a fad spoken of on some cooking show with some fat, butter-chugging lunatic. It must be something else. For banana pudding is more than just banana. And of course it's more than just pudding. But how I ponder. I went back through my notes through my archives and said, oh, banana pudding wasn't necessarily a southern thing to begin with. It came from long ago. It might have came from Boston. It might have came from North Yorkshire. We don't know. We've heard things here and heard things there. I mean, every Tom, Dick, and Harry had a custard back then. And it seems people have been making cream since, well, 
since sugar and milk were invented. And I look around now in the newspapers and the periodicals of the day, and all I see for this banana pudding is store-bought jello, banana pudding cream, vegetable oil-based cool whip, and a box of vanilla wafers. And you call that banana pudding. Well, I'm here to tell you that there can be so much more to your banana pudding if you just challenge yourself to a little more than a milky powder and last week's wafer cookie. Don't be afraid to infuse some milk on a stovetop with maybe some real vanilla and maybe a real slice of banana don't be afraid to make your own custard don't be afraid to take out a whisk and separate some eggs and beat to stiff peaks it's not beyond your skills don't settle for just a nilla wafer when you can go and preheat your oven, cream together some softened butter and powdered sugar, add in some more egg whites, add in some flour, get yourself a piping bag. You know you've always wanted to use a piping bag. Now is the time to go to the craft store and buy yourself a piping bag and make those little wafer cookies because they always taste better. When you make them yourself, don't be afraid to stain your fingers with a vanilla pot as you scrape the flavor in. Don't be afraid of the custard. Don't be afraid of the cream. And for the sake of Pete, don't be afraid of the little wafer cookies. And that's what pains my mind from day to day as I sit in my library in the pudding chamber and give it all to you as best I can this is why we grab the spoon this is why we grab the whisk this is why we grab the bowl this is why we grab the bananas for this is pudding master Brought to you by Uncle Dave's Tank Cream and Aunt Clutie's Personal Pudding Place. Stop on by and cream it up whenever you can. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. So, as we begin our journey here, I would be remiss if I did not introduce my partner in pudding. And I shall be remiss no more. Professor McGuire, are you there? Gerald Blancmange from Poe Quotes and Adaptations to Emily Dickinson and Adaptations. The opening of Pudding Masters is always one where my pencils are out, I take notes, I enjoy and smile, rip away. Anything and everything 
that I was thinking and become in the moment with pudding masters, with pudding, and yes, I have brought my own spoon and I am delighted to be invited back to pudding masters. Thank you. I believe that was the that wasn't that the spoon that C.S. Lewis's nephew gave to you upon upon the completion of your studies at Cambridge, or was it Eton? I can't remember. There were times where, depending on the instructor, I was allowed in the university system to go from place to place. The University of Central London is a phenomenal source of education for young people and I was privileged to be able to go through the finest of places to become a graduate from college and to become a professor a pudding master and the opportunities and the people I have met I'm excited as you can tell and very very happy again to tell you that I have brought my own spoon and I'm ready. <laughs> yes. Clinkity clink clink let's clink that spoon. Yes, clink the spoon on your pudding bowl, however it must be. Yes indeed. That's what we do on pudding masters. Yeah, you get me excited when you show up with your studies and your thoughts, and this is why uh, we've been contemplating pudding for decades now, it seems, since we were at school back back when, and then through your travels and your lectures across the plains, the fruited plains and the pudded plains. What else can we do? And, and, and Professor Maguire, what, uh, what has been on the forefront of your thoughts? This week in pudding. On my writings and my readings and our cookings, of course, you know about the interns, has been revolving around rice pudding and its particular historical values. And in the opening, when you mentioned the banana pudding, Excuse me, um, everyone, I know not everyone pronounces it in such a way. However, I am Professor McGuire, and it is indeed pronounced banana. You say tomato, we say banana, if you were. <laughs> <laughs> no, we say banana. We have opened the thinking to add banana to what is happening in my rice pudding world. The history of, of banana, upwards of eight to 10,000 years old. Mm. What, was, what was very exciting this week was a paper published by my alma mater, the University of Central London, where the history of rice is now backdated another 4,000 years. And it is under peer review but the evidence is very strong that like all science we continue to grow we continue to learn and rice as itself may indeed be older than 
the first fruit, the banana, mm. uh, from which you so eloquently spoke in the opening. And it comes to mind that historically these foods have built a civilization. And we are privileged to be part of and to continue to offer the insights, the education, the learning that is pudding. And I could gladly speak of, of 10,000 years of food, but Gerald Blancmange, I'm not sure that that is the way the program should uh, move forward. Tim Black, San Juraccio, Megli, Taro Pudding, Risa Lamande. It doesn't matter if it's a pudding and it's on this planet. And hopefully in the future we'll explore puddings of other planets, but whether it be Rosata or Mazamora Morada or Malva, whatever, there's always room for History. you and your Cluti in the pudding chambers of Alone. The history of pudding at times can be broken down into two worlds. We have spoken of it previously. And the entomology of the word pudding suggests and states quite clearly, in my opinion, that egg, as an addition to the food that you're preparing, would qualify as custard. And we and know in our classrooms and in our teachings that we will do something not to use egg in the mix. And that debate, custard versus pudding, pudding versus custard, has been on my mind since we last spoke. And the reason my undergraduates and myself have been so busy in the kitchen, in the research laboratories, in the testing lab, is rice pudding. The ultimate pudding or it is is it just another depending on your qualifications a custard vest made or a pudding vest made and I am of the firm opinion that the rice pudding the banana pudding the blanc puddings should be able to be made without the thickening agent of eggs. And rice becomes paramount to the history of civilization and the history of puddings. Because as you know, and as everyone should know, that a short grain rice is a thickening agent unto itself. Mm. Stove top into the stove, baking it, which means it's really more a custard. So stovetop preparation is key for a rice pudding, a rice and banana pudding. It is a beautiful combination. I know that uh, we've had two samples in our labs over the past week with the banana and different fruits, currants, raisins, different toppings. And it's been a fascinating week 
be a pudding master. And, Fascinating. And, and where would you have said, uh, where would this rice pudding, where did it come from? Which sea did it cross? Which mountains did it go over? I mean, where? who can we thank for the origins of this rice there are pudding? The, the, the great debate would be when was rice cultivated? Because wild rice, as you know, is a shorter, shorter grain, but inconsistent crop. When did the hunter-gatherers become farmers cultivate rice? There are some that say it was 7,000 years ago in what is now the Middle East. The recent, most recent discoveries have said no. It came from east to west possibly 10,000 plus years ago, cultivated rice. And this resetting of the historical clock reinforces my belief that pudding, rice pudding as a food is partially and wholly responsible for the continuing health and growth of the species known as human beings. I've been Staggered with the idea, Mr. Blancmange, staggered with the idea of this discovery and what its ramifications are. Mm. Staggered. And as a pudding master, it is not easy to be staggered by such news. I'm usually enthralled with the processes, with the eating, with the spoons clicking in delight. It would seem that once any given civilization figured out that butter and milk could be used in many things, I believe that that probably sprang forth research from local merchants and local bakers saying, hey, what if we tried milk and butter with anything we could get our hands on? Because it seems if you've got a thing, if you've got a food, eventually people started to incorporate milk and butter into it. And I would say that, along with flour, had a lot to do with the rise of all sorts of tasty edibles. Indeed. Indeed. The advent and the aging of rice, the discussion of the humble banana as the first fruit to be eaten, to be cooked with, to be put into pudding, mind-boggling discussion it is mind-boggling and, and, and it also it also brings forth the, the discussion of the, the the flavor profile you wish to go with your base of rice and pudding mixing together I would you I mean do you want to go with cardamom perhaps do you want to go with nutmeg perhaps maybe just vanilla ginger depending on which part of the world it, and depending on your palate as it were these are the things to consider and I guess if you had a rice pudding, pretty much any spice in the rack, any flavor in the cabinet or the pantry, this it could be it could work. 
if let's say you had some banana pudding and you decided to put rice in it, it would work. It's not going to be running. The pudding police are long gone. <laughs> we put them to shame centuries ago. We sent them back to the shadow because there shall be no limits upon our pudding as long as we are the pudding masters. I would add only that the specialty item known as sweetened condensed milk Mm. is how do we say elevation in the pudding process. Mm, the pudding process. Everyone, sweetened condensed milk, along with the other milk that is required. Almond milk, if you're from a certain place and you have a certain taste, almond milk has been around almost as long as domesticated rice and banana. There are so many historical facts to your life and then extrapolate to the pudding masters of the past. We stand on we stand on the shoulders of greatness, Gerald Blancmange. Stand on the shoulders of greatness. And greatness stands upon our shoulders as well. Indeed. Indeed. For our legs are taut and our shoulders are broad because we are Pudding Masters! Indeed. And we like to make a entertaining show. We, we, all this education and this academia is not lost upon us. We like to lighten it up a little bit, as it were. <laughs> That's why... Yes, you get a little jazzy in here every once in a while. We like to let. Sometimes we like to take our sport coats off, put on our writing jackets. Ah, yes, the writing jackets, and maybe a pair of hush puppies. And after the sun goes down and after we've had our first course of pudding and after a nice, lovely meal that we've had prepared by our your undergrads, and we thank them for that. We send them on their way. We know what time it is. It's time to go into our favorite corner of the pudding chamber. And that corner would be... The Limerick Corner, yes! <laughs> of course it's the Limerick Corner here on Pudding Masters. In the Pudding Chamber. In the Halls of Pudding. With Gerald Blancmange, that's me. And of course, my pudding partner, Professor Maguire. And we'd like to remind you that Pudding Masters is brought to you by Uncle Dave's Tank Cream. Uncle Dave's Tank Cream, UncleDave'sTankCream.com. And while you're applying Uncle Dave's Tank Cream, go ahead on down to Aunt Cludy's Personal Pudding Place, your personal pudding place for all things pudding. That's Uncle Dave's Tank Cream and Aunt Cludy's Personal Pudding Place. Now back to the show. And welcome into Limerick Corner, the 
professor and I both have our limerick hats on, and today we are happy to share our limericks of the week with you. Do you have a pudding limerick you'd like to submit? Just send a self-addressed stomped envelope to the Sausage Hut, and we'll make sure that we get it. Professor McGuire, you, you knocked them dead, as they say, with your limericks on the last episode, Pudding Masters. And as we do, it is your turn again to share your limerick of the week. is entitled Find Some Make Some Into my pantry I went a-looking for something sweet I was pushing and pulling no chocolate remained with bananas the same when the rice caught my eyes I knew it was time for pudding A delightful limerick from Professor McGuire. <laughs> yes. A full-bodied conundrum. Please, please, Professor, share it with us again. I would like to thank my writing jacket. And thank you, everyone. This is entitled, Find Some, Make Some. Into my pantry I went a-looking For something sweet I went pushing and pulling No chocolate remained With bananas the same When the rice caught my eye I knew it was time for pudding Oh, (laughs) Oh, our old chums back at the school Would have loved that one Tell you that much it would be riotous. And Gerald Blancmange, may I make a small announcement at this particular moment? Well, we are here in the pudding corner. Make it quickly. We can't dally around here in the pudding corner. Or the limerick Professor corner. Maguire, Professor McGuire. One time only. Professor McGuire. At Twitter.com. Please, if you have limericks, if you have comments, my interns have kindly set up that name for all comments, questions pertaining to limericks, my course curriculum, and where and when you can find both Mr. Blancmange and Professor McGuire near you. There you go. So surprising. I did not mean to be so shocking. I know nothing except that it was time to interject that. And Mr. Blancmange, I didn't want to interrupt flow. Well, we are in the limerick corner here. Remember to go and find Professor McGuire on Twitter and send them all your pudding limericks post-haste. Indeed, indeed. indeed. And thank you for warming it up, as it were. Here in the Limerick Corner. A minstrel on the way home from Schaefer. If 
found a banana that he didn't pay for. He whipped up some cream and some custard supreme and sang songs of his lost Nilla wafers. (laughs) I delight. I delight in limericks. Pudding and limericks go hand in spoon. (laughs) You are skilled. Extraordinary. Once and more, perhaps. Once more, perhaps. Please, <laughs> you are the mind reading and the limerick in line. Please, please. A minstrel on his way home from Schaefer found a banana that he didn't pay for. He whipped up some cream and some custard supreme and sang songs of his lost Nilla wafers. Yes. Banana pudding, please. He was singing the banana pudding blues, as it were. (laughs) Yes, he was. Extraordinary. Ah, yes. Extraordinary. Let me indulge. Those are very cultivating sounds, Gerald Blancpange. May I make a request? Can't live without love. And there we go. We were welcome into and welcome away from the Limerick Corner here on Pudding Masters. Yes, indeed. We can find Professor McGuire on Twitter, whatever the language is, you can work that out. And if you choose, send your feedback, your comments, your limericks. We'll be sure to share them with the interns at Mr. Blancmange's place of work, the studio. You must know. 
and I want to thank you, everyone who took a moment to enjoy the program, who didn't enjoy the program. Joe Blancmange, this is so much fun. Bring out this spoon and commence to make some rice and banana pudding because I am particularly inspired right now. I have some short grain rice ready. I have the sugar ready. I have the condensed milk ready. I have the bananas. Won't you please come on over Mr. Blancmange in the next day or so and share some of the inspired pudding that I will create very shortly this evening. It's an open invitation to you for your interns because I am going to make a very special pudding tonight in celebration of Pudding Masters. From the fertile fields of Asia through the Middle East over the European mountains across the ocean into the kitchen of Professor Maguire and his inspired batches of this year's rice pudding. Professor Maguire, thank you so much for being here as always and as it were inside the pudding chamber on Pudding Masters! And I, Gerald Blancmange, thank you as well. And I will remind you that we will be back again in or out of our tweed sport coats sharing our knowledge and love of pudding and limericks too, of course. <laughs> on the next episode of Pudding Masters! Brought to you by Uncle Dave's Tank Cream and Aunt Cludy's Personal Pudding Place. Come on back.